We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame fans, Irish Breakdown Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. That's Ryan Roberts. I'm Brian Driscoll. It's like when you sit down like that, Ryan, like it just like frames that Irish Breakdown. You got like the, the sun coming through the curtains. I mean, it's like looking iconic, man. Had that dark yesterday. Like now you're just kind of showing off, the, showing off the stash that you're growing out there. You man. know what I mean? Like very, very majestic feel today, yeah, man. Very majestic. Yeah, no doubt. It's, yeah. it's a, and it's a great time because today, we're talking about predictions for the Gator Bowl. Notre Dame tomorrow uh, takes on South Carolina in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. That's the only time you will hear me say that. Uh, I will just give that little shout out to the sponsor. But other than that, it's the Gator Bowl. I miss it when it was just the Gator Bowl. Although I did like the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl because I felt like that had a nice ring to it. And it made mm-hmm. sense, you know. Uh, you know, they, they went together. I don't know what Tax Slayer has to do with Gators, but it is what it is. But this is a big game for Notre Dame, Ryan, and we've talked a lot about this game. We broke it down, and I know that there, we're in that era where people say, "Oh, bowl games don't matter," and uh, you know, whatever. I think they matter if you look at them in the right context. I think people can overhype a bowl result, but I think that people can also too easily dismiss the importance of it. And is it important from the standpoint of how this 2023 team, will, 22 team, will be viewed? Somewhat. I mean, nine and four versus eight and five perception on the recruiting trail, things like that, that matters. But as I've said before, Ryan, the reason, you know, as we kind of look at like what's at stake for Notre Dame, there's a lot of individual things at stake. You know, we talked about in the keys to game, you know, there's going to be some individual players saying, Hey, Tyler Buckner, you, you want to have a chance to compete for the starting job in the spring when they get a transfer guy in, this is your chance to show what you're capable of being as the starting quarterback in Notre Dame, right? This is your chance to show, hey, I can sit there and I can use my arm and I can do all these kind of things. You know, Tobias Merriweather, Deion Colsey, Lorenzo Styles, you guys want to be the dudes. This is your chance to kind of step up and show that you can be the dude. Hey, you want to take over as the, the, the you know, for Isaiah Foskey, or you want to be a linebacker that pushes for a starting job, or you want to do whatever. This is your. This is an audition for you. It's not the only audition, but it is an audition. So there's individual player aspects to it. But the biggest thing for me as a program is I just think there's a lot of momentum. I mean, think about how much of the excitement of Marcus Freeman's hire 
got sapped when they lost Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, that, that, there's just a lot of people that that just that kind of took them down a little bit. And I think a win is something that gives this team and the fan base momentum, positive vibes as they head into the offseason, which I think is going to be a really exciting and fun offseason, Ryan. So uh, people can dismiss bowl games don't matter. I, I dismiss that. I think this right. matters, and I think it especially matters when you look at Notre Dame being in year one, trying to really get some momentum as a program under Marcus Freeman. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, and I, th- I think both sides care about this football game, even on the South Carolina side of things too, Brian. I mean, we talked about it yesterday, right? If you're South Carolina, get into that ninth win, second year under Shane Beamer, beating a Notre Dame team after beating Tennessee in decisive fashion and then beating Clemson. I mean, that's a that's a three-game stretch in the season to be proud of if you're South Carolina under a second-year head coach. So being able to beat the brands that you've beaten on that side, I think, is a tremendous opportunity for South Carolina. And I think Notre Dame, to your point, on the other side of it is, hey, not only is 9-4 and four a lot better than 8-5 and five just from a perception stake, you also beat an SEC team. You beat a team that had just beaten Tennessee handedly, who was – control their own destiny to potentially make the playoffs and fight for a national championship. And then you beat a Clemson team that's, you know, kind of, I know Notre, Notre Dame beat them this year, but they've been a thorn in your side a little well, bit. Over Clemson the last couple is a years. playoff team. If they beat South Carolina. Yes. I mean, that's, I mean, you knocked two South Carolina, knocked two teams out of the playoff. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame had a chance to do that and they got beat when they played yep. USC. So, yep. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't just beating a good Clemson team that's been the thorn in your side. You're correct on that, Ryan. But mm-hmm. Clemson is in the playoff if they beat South Carolina and then North Carolina in the ACC title game. Yep. So, wow. I mean, I mean, it, there's been a little bit of South Carolina's kind of the giant killer over the last few weeks, you know. And now they have a chance to beat a premier program, a program that has obviously the prestige behind them, has the fanfare. Notre Dame's a big brand, and if you don't think that South Carolina is coming into this game, even though they are going to be down a few of their key players ready to play, I I think you're wrong. I do. I think that South Carolina is going to be ready to play. Oh, yeah. I, I think Notre Dame is going to be ready to play. I'm looking forward to this game because I think there's both on the line for both sides of the coin, and I think that Notre Dame hopefully is going to come in with energy and ready to play in this football game because it does matter in a lot of instances. Yeah, there's no question. And, and you know, we had a question from John A1. We're not doing a mailbag today, so we're just going to do previews of the Notre Dame game or predictions of the Notre Dame game. Then we'll dive into the games tonight, Oklahoma and Florida State, and then Texas-Washington. We'll preview some of the New Year's Six games, and we'll preview the college football playoff games and make our predictions for those as well. But we won't be doing a mailbag because I got to run today and head to the airport because I'm heading down to Jacksonville today. So uh, I had there were some issues with my flight. I decided to cancel my Southwest flight before I drove to Chicago. Looking at it now, that was probably a really smart move because uh, there was already some issues and I decided not to not to do that. So I'll be flying out of South Bend today. So that'll be uh, looking forward to getting down there uh, for the game tomorrow. But uh, one thing that 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 you know, John A1 did talk about, he did ask a mailbag question. We're not going to get to it, but I think it's relevant to this conversation, Ryan, is, you know, how did the Oklahoma State loss impact the Notre Dame 2022 team? I think with some veteran players, based on some things I've been told, that how that game played out created some doubt in some of the veterans' minds about, okay, am I going to completely buy into what Marcus Freeman is selling at this point in time? And there were some issues with some veteran players this year at times, kind of, with the whole, well, I love Coach Freeman, but Coach Kelly would have done it this way, right? So there's this thing of they love Coach Freeman as a man, but you know, they they look they bought into the hype of you know Kelly wins thing, right? right. Yep. And so when coach would do something different that maybe Kelly wouldn't have done, or practices were harder, or whatever the case may be, there was some pushback. It, some of it externally, some, a lot of it internally, that kind of hurt this team's overall demeanor, in my opinion. And I think how the bowl game played out and, and losing that game, especially the way they lost the game, right, did in fact impact 2022. Now, can I directly impact and say they lost a Marshall because of that? No, I, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of that is, is very subjective, but that's how I, I'm a believer in that. I feel like a lot of success they had in 2015 had to do with the fact that they finished the season off on such a strong note uh, against LSU, even though they had lost the previous four games, right? Mm-hmm. And But it sent them in like, hey, we are pretty good, man. We just beat an SEC team and we head into the – no, it wasn't a very good SEC team, but it's still an SEC team. It's still that stigma and there's still that perception. So that's clearly okay. what's at stake for Notre Dame in this game, right? Yep. Look, we, we've broken it down, man, right? We you, you and Vince had a show. We did a show. We talked about the five keys to victory on both sides of the ball yesterday. We've really analyzed what needs to happen for Notre Dame. So it's prediction time, and we're going to yep. make our predictions here. We're going to kind of talk about, you know, what our predictions are, obviously, and then we'll talk about, you know, how we see the game being played out in, in it, within our predictions, and then we're going to hand out game balls that if our predictions come true, here's why we think that'll happen, Ryan. So I'm going to allow you to do the honors and kick off things first. What is your score prediction? Well, let me first give the other staff numbers, yep. and then I'll let you kick things off. So the rest of the IB staff, Vince D'Addario predict 
predicted Notre Dame. And by the way, it's Vince's birthday. He's currently enjoying a nice, uh, nice little meal at Olive Garden with his family on his uh, on birthday. So if you guys uh, follow Vince on Twitter, give him a birthday shout out. So he's one of the few grown ups in their forties that actually have birthday party. He texted, <laughs> I was busting the show. He texted last night. He's like, "I have a birthday party." I was like, "Aren't you a little bit old to be having a birthday party?" He's like, "Well, it's a meal at Olive Garden." I said, "So you're having a birthday I- dinner. You're not having a birthday party." I, but, I thought when we were texting about that, Brian, I thought it was like one of his kids' birthdays or something yeah, like that. No, it's, <laughs> it's his. But wish Vince a happy birthday. Uh, that's my guy, and I hope he has a, a great, wonderful birthday. And Notre Dame can give him a nice birthday win here tomorrow. But Vince predicted yeah. Notre Dame to win 38-24. to 24. Sean Davis predicted Notre Dame to win 27-20. to 20. Sean Styers predicted a 30-22 to 22 Irish victory. And Andrew McDonough predicted a 30-21 to 21. Irish victory. So Ryan Roberts, what is your prediction and how do you see this game playing out? Yeah. I mean, my prediction was 34 to 20 and this is one where I kind of wrestled back and forth a little bit between what the final score would be. Cause I mean, folks, I mean, I'll be very honest. I think there is a reality where Notre Dame blows the doors off of South Carolina. I do think that that's possible. I think that they have more talent than what South Carolina has. And then you add in what South Carolina is missing, even though Notre Dame is also missing Michael Mayer and Isaiah Foskey in this game, I think that Notre Dame has a pretty clear advantage on a lot of fronts, right? And I think that when you're looking at South Carolina, I agree with something that you said yesterday, Brian, that you think that South Carolina is probably not really the team that you've seen the last two weeks. They're not the team, though, that lost badly in a poor game against Florida either. They're somewhere between. And Georgia. And Missouri, right? Like. They've had their bad days like Notre Dame's had their bad days against Marshall and Stanford. Yep, and I I think they're a quality football team. I think they're a young football team. I think they're buying into what Shane Beamer's doing, which is very important in year two for sure. But when you don't have your leading rusher on a team that was already not a very good rushing team, when you don't have your two tight ends that limit you to now one real healthy tight end on your roster, when you don't have – your two starting corners on a defense that lives off of stopping the pass and isn't a very good run defense. And by the way, your best run defender in the front seven, Zach Pickens, is also not playing in this football game. I feel like you're making a couple weaknesses on the South Carolina team even weaker, and a couple of those absences are going to affect the strengths of what South Carolina has been built on this year. So I think it's going to be 34-20 is what I finally predicted. Again, I think it could be even more lopsided than that ultimately, but I think Notre Dame has the chance to control this game. You're getting back a talented quarterback. You still have the the brunt of what has made you successful this year is still intact, right? It is. The offensive line is still there. The running game is still there. You still have players on defense that you can count on. I don't think that the loss of Drew Pine and Michael Mayer is going to be as much as like a, I don't think it's going to be a massive hindrance because I think of how your team is truly built. It's still built from the inside out as a running base team. So adding a guy like 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 um, adding back players that you have you know been hopeful for, and adding Tobias back in a Tyler coming yeah, back, right? Exactly, Tyler coming back, right? Exactly. Yep. Adding in a Tyler Buckner now with that dynamic element he has, as long as he's healthy. I think that if anything, Notre Dame's offense is going to get more explosive in this football yeah. game. So give me them 34 to 20. I think they have a pretty decisive victory over South Carolina. And if the game plays out the way that you think it's going to be played, Ryan, who gets your game balls on offense, defense, and special teams? Yeah, I mean, I was back and forth yesterday. We had a question about the breakout or the game ball, basically your player of the game on the offense. I said, I hope it's Tyler Buckner, but the game player I 
predicted earlier in the week, and I think even last week, I think Deion Coles is going to have a big game. I do. He's my guy. And I know you said yesterday, you know, that any of the wide receivers would be a great player to be the player of the game. But I really think that Deion Coles, he has shown that there's a little bit of a clutch factor to him over the last few weeks. He's showing that there's confidence building in him. So give me Deion being the breakout start receiver to combine with Tobias Merriweather and the rest of the crew. So I think offensively, give me Deion in this one. Defensively, I still lean towards the Viper position. That's the spot. And I'm not going to necessarily name one guy because I know that we're expecting Jordan Botello to get some reps. We're expecting Junior Toya Lamaca, maybe Joshua Burnham, maybe Ingo Byra. I think in general, though, that Viper position is going to be able to create some pressure in the absence of Isaiah Foskey, and they might collect a couple sacks tomorrow with a few pressures. So give me the pressure situation against Spencer Rattler on defense. Offensively, I think Deion Colsey is the breakout star in this one. Special teams? Did you give special teams? I did not give a special teams. I'll say... Normally it wouldn't matter, but this is one of those games where it's like, it might matter a little bit more. Right, right. I I think for me it's going to be the – it's a tough conversation for me between whether it is Zach Yoakum as the kickoff guy because obviously South Carolina is a really good kick return team, right? And they're also a good punt return team. So if you want to tell me it's the punting game, if you want to tell me it's a kickoff game, I think the key to the victory for the special teams or a big key to their success in general – is the kick coverage and the punt coverage. So if they're able to kind of pin them deep, maybe some coffin corners, those types of things, don't allow explosive returns on the special team side of things. So here's my prediction, Ryan. Uh, We're not that far off. We have a very similar spread. I just have a little bit more scoring from both teams. I have Notre Dame winning 37 to 24. Here's my my prediction within the prediction, however. This is the minimum for me and my prediction of what Notre Dame's margin of victory will be, the minimum. It could go more because here's how I think this game is going to play out. They're either going to whoop, they're either going to play really well and whoop South Carolina, or they're going to lose. Like I don't see Notre Dame winning like by a field goal. I think if they play, if they're playing that sloppy, it's probably happening on both sides of the ball, and it means South Carolina is going to make some plays. Now South Carolina is going to be without. You know, we talked yesterday, you know, Ryan, about some of the guys that they're going to have, and you know, some of the talent players are going to have, and their offense is, is now missing even more than we thought because. Uh, coming into the, I mean, we knew Josh Van was was questionable. Uh, he is out. They listed it, so we had said early in the prep that he was out, and then they listed him on the depth chart. But he's out. But then Jalen Brooks was finally ruled out. Uh, I think yesterday he was doubtful. I guess he's not even injured. He's got some other off the field issue going on, so he was listed as doubtful. He is now going to be out. But there's still plenty of weapons there. I feel like if this is a close game with all those weapons out, it's because Notre Dame's not playing well. And if they're not playing well, they're going to play into South Carolina's hands, which means big giving up big plays in the pass game and turning the ball over on offense. That's kind of me. It, it'll, it'll look a lot like, honestly, Marshall, to be honest with you. You know, they're turning the ball over. Tyler Buckner's not accurate. He's not hitting throws. He's not making plays. Then you take his running ability out. Notre Dame may run the ball, but the defense is going to be sloppy. They're going to give up big plays. They're not going to be good on third down, and they're going to lose. If they win, I think it's because they're playing well. They're dominating in the trenches. Tyler Buckner's getting the ball where it needs to go. And Notre Dame is going to go out there and see some some young players step up as be, and be stars. So I don't think it's going to be close. Now, South Carolina is more than capable of beating Notre Dame. They are. And if they play their, if they play the way they did the last two games of the year, I think they'll beat Notre Dame. 
I just don't think, like I said, that's who they are. And I think the matchup is different. This is a much better pass defense than those two teams. Tennessee and and Clemson have two of the worst pass defenses in college football. Now, I know statistically Clemson didn't always rank really low because their their front was able to kind of bail them out a lot. But you and I have talked about this. That is a bad pass defense, in my opinion. And even with how good their, their front seven was, they still rank 76 in the nation in passing yards allowed. And Tennessee ranked 126th in the nation in passing yards allowed. So uh, I just – I don't think either one of those teams, to me, were really quality pass defenses. And and so I think the matchup was very favorable to South Carolina. It should not be that way in this game. And if you slow down South Carolina's pass attack, they have no chance to be competitive in this game. You see what I'm saying, Ryan? So, like, if you shut that down, this game's not close. If you can't shut that down, I don't think you win. I think that's kind of where I'm coming from in this game. So I don't think it's going to be a, well, I have a seven-point game one way or the other. It's either going to be a blowout for Notre Dame or South Carolina's going to win. That's my prediction within my prediction. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Now, the reason I predict it the way that I do kind of ties into my game ball. So I'm actually flipping my flipping the script a little bit on what I said yesterday. Yesterday I talked about a receiver. And so here's how I think this game is going to play out. I think the name's going to be a little rusty early, which is why I have a 13-point margin instead of a 20-point margin. Because, again, I'm going with what should happen, not necessarily like the kind of prediction I would make if I was putting money in Vegas. I, that's, why, that's the reason I don't bet, right? But what should happen, based on the matchups, based on who Notre Dame is, based on who South Carolina is at this point in time, I think Notre Dame will be a little bit rusty early, but then I think Tyler Buckner about second or third series is just going to hit a pass down the field that's going to kind of spark him and spark this offense. It's either going to be like a seam route or a one-on-one outside, and then that's going to kind of soften things up, and I think you're going to see Deion Colsey make a couple plays. I think you're going to see Tobias make a couple plays, and I think either Braden Lindsey or Lorenzo Styles is going to rip off a big, big play in the pass game. That's going to then open up the run game, and I think in the second half, Audric Estime and Logan Diggs just – hammer South Carolina and that's how Notre Dame pulls away in the second half with a big win in my opinion so my game ball is going to Audrick Estime because I think he's going to be the guy that gets the most touchdowns I think him and Logan Diggs are both going to have really good games but he's going to have a couple more because you know he's going to be that fourth quarter hammer that puts the game away and that's going to be fresh on the minds of the of the player of the game voters and and me and he's going to put the you know he's going to have the scores to put that game away and I also think he's going to get a couple checkdowns in this game. He's been teams have leaving him wide open and against a cover one team. One of the big plays of this game, the play that maybe could spring Tyler Buckner, it may be a deep shot like I predict, but it could also be he drops back, cover one bails, 
They blitz up the middle. He checks it down on the outside to to, to Audric Estime or Logan Diggs for a big play. So I'm going with Estime as the player of the game because I think in the second half, I think the pass game is going to soften South Carolina up early. But then once Notre Dame gets up, they're going to go right back to just running it right down their throat and, and just putting this game away in the second half playing Notre Dame football. And it's going to show that this is a balanced team that can beat. If you want to overplay the run, we're going to rip you with the pass. So I think they'll do early. And then that's going to soften them up. And in the second half, if South Carolina tries to adjust to defend the whole width and vertical of the field as well as the pass, that's when Audrick Estime and this offensive line are going to take this game over. That's my prediction for the offense. And that's how I think it will happen. If on the flip side, if Notre Dame does shut down the South Carolina pass defense, then I think the safeties are going to be a big part of that. And I think you're going to see the safeties making a lot of plays on the football. I think the corners are going to play well. They're not going to test Benjamin Morrison, in my opinion, uh, as much. I think they'll, you know, you could see, look, he's going to be matched up against Wells, right? I mean, they're going to take some shots, you know, but they're not going to test him a lot. They're going to test the corners and the safeties a lot. And I think Xavier Watts, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning hard into what we talked about yesterday. I think Xavier Watts is going to have two game-changing plays in this game. One's going to be a pick, and the other one's either going to be a ball that he bats that somebody else picks, a ball that he knocks out, or a ball that he recovers uh, from a fumble standpoint. So that's kind of why I'm going with Xavier Watts. I think the safeties are going to have to be impactful in this game. If they don't play well, then you're going to see South Carolina, Ryan, and you mentioned this yesterday, even without Brooks and Van, with Wells and some of the other young receivers with Juju McDowell, if Notre Dame doesn't tackle in space, there's still plenty of athletes on the South Carolina football team that can hurt you, right? So this isn't like, hey, they're two, two of their three best receivers are out. We got this. Nope. Don't even think that for a second. There are, there are still cats there that can hurt you, including, you know, Juice Wells. So that's kind of how I see it playing out. It's going to be safety play. And I think the pass rush will be important and all that kind of stuff. But South Carolina does a pretty decent job when they're struggling to protect the quarterback of trying to get the ball out quickly. And I think that's where you could see the safety make a lot of plays. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. You get a good early pass rush. And then Spencer starts trying to rush stuff. And that's where Xavier Watts steps in front of a slant or a cross or a quick post or a quick seam and picks one off. That's where he comes down and drills a guy, ball flies up in the air into the arms of Benjamin Morrison or Jaden Mickey or something like that. That's why I see him playing a big part of this game. So, well, uh, yeah. I feel, I feel like we didn't talk enough about Brian. I mean, Xavier Watts was really good against USC, right? Like he's flashed tremendously over the last couple of games. I mean, he had a couple plays on the football in that USC game where, you know, one thing happens here or there, and he may have came down with two interceptions. I know the one he was kind of interfered with, obviously, that prevented that one. But I think he's due for a turnover or two in this football game. And yeah. I think he's flying around, and he's seen the game pretty well. So yeah. I'm all here for the Xavier Watts breakout, man. I really am. So I think that he has a lot of traits that you really want to build off in that safety room. Agree completely. Yep. Now, my special teams guy is going to be simple. It's going to be John Sott. Mm-hmm. And and he's going to end his career the way he's kind of done it all year. He's not going to boom a bunch of 60-yard shots, but he's going to kick that sucker high, let the coverage team get down there, and they're going to have very little return yardage. And it's going to really help Notre Dame win the field battle. Because I, I believe that really the special teams comes down to two things, Ryan. Don't make big mistakes. No turnovers, no big returns, and no missed kicks. But the other part of the key for the special teams is make South Carolina go 75-plus every time they touch the ball. If you can make them go 75-plus every time they touch the ball, unless Notre Dame just stinks in this game, they're not going to be able to score enough to beat you if you're off – unless you're – like I said, unless your offense stinks and your defense stinks. So I think that he's going to be my key. But he, there's not going to be any 
tack big force tackles. I don't think they're going to block a punt. I'd love it if I'm wrong on that, but this is a really well coached South Carolina special teams. I don't see them blocking kicks. I don't see them getting any long returns like that. It's just play sound football, but don't let them get any returns, which plays into your thing of Zach Yoakum, right? So we're coming from it from a very similar standpoint. You're going with the kick return deal. I'm going with the punting deal. And I hope that you're closer to being right because if you're right and I'm wrong, it means there's a lot more kickoffs and punts in this game. I'm more scoring. <laughs> yeah. And that would be a positive thing for Notre Dame. So that is going to do it for our prediction for Notre Dame. We're going to dive into some other battles here, Ryan. But I think that a double digit victory for Notre Dame in this game is not going to be easy to do, but they're certainly capable of it. Uh, they're also capable of losing this game. But I do think this is the kind of thing that this is the way the game should play out, in my view. When you look at the, the talent matchups and the talent advantages that Notre Dame has, it's how the game should play out. And I also think it's the kind of momentum gaining victory that Notre Dame needs in this game. Winning is all – if they win 21 to 20, don't care. It's a win. Go into the offseason with some positive vibes. Of a team that's ranked higher than you, that just beat back-to-back -to -back top 10 teams in back-to-back games. A one-point win is good for Notre Dame. I'm simply saying a really convincing win over this team after what they did at the end, to end their season would be mm -hmm. huge for this program, gaining a lot of confidence, and would erase any lingering doubts that people may have about whether or not Marcus Freeman is the guy for Notre Dame. I think Agreed. it would go it would go a long way towards that. Yep, no, I agree completely. I think that this is a big opportunity for Notre Dame. I mean, we, for all the reasons that we've already talked about and – more than anything, a momentum builder or momentum gainer going into the offseason. You know, again, I know that we hyper-focus on the negatives a lot, and I understand it, right? Like, I get it. There was a couple puzzling losses for Notre Dame this year. But if you go into this offseason with a big victory over an SEC team, going into year two under Marcus Freeman, I feel like there's a lot of momentum to be gained from this game. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.